0: hey my friend and welcome to this special podcast i wanted to give you just some context about what you're going to be listening to so i'm about to interview a client who is in the middle of the process with my um, my group and the reason i'm interviewing her is because of her relationship to fear now i talk about fear a lot and i firmly believe that fear is the thing that keeps us from becoming the best person we can be and You know it's not our faults that we have fear fear is programmed into our brains it is the operating system our brains are running on so this is why we make fear-based decisions and until you learn how to overcome it you're going to continue to sabotage yourself and not live the life you are meant to live and not be as happy as you want to be and speaking of happy gosh I listen to this and I sound almost like I'm drunk on this call. I'm having so much fun in this interview and I hope you can feel the joy that's coming through. Please stay to the very end because at the end it gets a little weird and I bring out a measurement device that I have that can tell me yes or no to anything, including the emotional frequency at which somebody is vibrating. So we do that at the end. I'm gonna put some notes and links in the notes section, just so you know a little bit more about what I'm doing. I'll also put links to the books that I mentioned by David Hawkins, and I will also put a link to my program should you wish to learn more about it. But just sit back, enjoy, have a listen, and then assess your own relationship to fear and decide today what you want to do to overcome it. And if you want my help, of course, you know where to find me, reach out. We'll put a link in the show notes. All right, have a wonderful day and I hope you enjoy the show.
1: Welcome to the Work Life Brilliance podcast with executive coach and best-selling
0: author, Denise Renee Green. Denise fills each episode with humor, compassion, knowledge, and pragmatism to help you transform your life. Listen in and learn how you can tame your brain, lower your stress, and become the person you were born to be. All right. I am so excited. Thank you so much, Jeannie, for being here with me today.
1: You're welcome. I'm happy to be here.
0: So this is really unusual because I don't usually interview people in the middle of my program. I usually wait until after my program and when they want to say nice things and all that sort of thing. But you have a very unusual situation and I think a lot of people could benefit from hearing about it. So just for context, so you are in my 12-week program and you had, you're had you about halfway through. And mm-hmm. you had one of the, no, you had the most unusual starts to my program ever. And it's kind of a miracle that you're even here. So I know how you know what happened, but I'm just going to describe what happened. And then I'm going to describe what your state was or you have you describe what your state was. So just for those who are watching, when you started my program, um, because of legal issues and immigration issues and stuff like that, you needed to invest in the program via a wire transfer, an international wire transfer and it's already a cluster trying to do these into the U.S. right now because the U.S. has made it very, very difficult. But then I added an extra layer of cluster to it by giving you a wrong digit when I texted the routing number to you. So you made the investment in yourself and the money went into the ether somewhere. And it did not. It did not arrive in my bank. It did not stay in your bank. It was somewhere in the ether. And for most people, they would go into a panic and so I'm just wondering what was your state of mind when your money went nowhere
1: well I can say it was also it's the same as it was for most people or it would be for most people I was absolutely panicked completely anxious and I had like a million things raising through my mind so I thought you know I mean I I did something maybe uh, wrong and this is causing me a bit of stress, but maybe it was meant to be, you know, maybe this program was not what would be really useful to me because I had like a really good sense since our first conversation, but I still was not at a point where I could really believe in myself. So I was second guessing myself constantly and I was, I could sense the anxiety in my body. I was stressed out. I was tensed and I was saying, okay, you know what? Yet again, here's something that would have possibly improved the situation for me, but it's not going to be easy like everything else that's happened before. So I was sort of beating myself up uh, for something that was not in my control, but also saying, you know, this is exactly how I expect things to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Really, really negative and absolutely anxious about the whole thing. So.
0: So you're beating yes, yourself up you're not even beating me up you're beating yourself up like oh yep there i screwed it up again i screwed it up again and in addition to not knowing when this was going to get fixed because it was like a holiday mm-hmm. in your country and um it was a weekend and so it was going to take at least a few days you had to go into your bank physically which nobody likes to do i mean what a pay- and you're a very busy woman you are a business professional who has a very important international job in finance and so for you to have to deal with this and and this is like you're anyways so here you are this professional having to take time out of your day to do this and i remember you called me i was um i was on a weekend trip with my boyfriend um at the beach and i and i we talked and i talked to my bank and i knew it was going to be okay i knew you were going to get your money back but in the meantime i was a little bit worried about your state and i told my boyfriend I said, if this woman actually joins my program, then she's the most courageous person I've ever met. And when I told you, when you actually came back, I don't, it was like two weeks later before you got the money. It was a long time. That's right. Yeah. It was a long time you came back. And this is why this is also so unusual. It's not just that the wire transfer went haywire. I mean, these things happen, but it was the fact that you came back. Mm -hmm. That was the miracle. And because, so I know how difficult decision-making is, and I know that this is a difficult decision for, I mean, by nature, by definition, everybody who comes to me is filled with self-doubt. That's just who I target, amazing women who are filled with self-doubt and anxiety. (laughs) So I'm asking them to invest in themselves. And meanwhile, they're filled with self-doubt and anxiety and analysis paralysis, difficult making decisions. So I do this thing where I incentivize them, and you know this, you took advantage of this, I incentivize them with this ridiculously huge discount off of mm-hmm. my regular investment. And if that doesn't do it, well then I feel very bad for them, but I can't do anything. So you took advantage of it, you did it, and it still, it didn't work out for you. But somehow, some, for some reason, two weeks later, when you had all these reasons not to do this, you did it anyways. So I wanna, you and I haven't talked about this before. So I wanna understand what went through your mind? How did you make the decision to do this anyways when you had so many signs and reasons not to by this point?
1: Yeah, it was hard because um, every other minute my opinion or my decision kept fluctuating. So I'd go for, the, for, for like 10 minutes, I'd be like, you know, I have to do this because I need to make a change. And the next ten minutes, I'd be like, I have every sign that this is probably not a good idea. So I went back and forth constantly for easily more than a week, and I did nothing other than go through back and forth. This this was all that was happening. And then, after a few days of this, I said, you know, the fact that I haven't forgotten about it, and it's still plaguing me, uh, means that maybe there is something to this, and I've had so many issues around feeling of self inadequacy feeling that i should have not achieved what i could have achieved um i have i should have been in a more secure place in my life both professionally and personally and no matter what i do i never feel like i've ever achieved that and i just said well i mean the fact that i'm thinking this much about it and somewhere i'm thinking about it is because i believe that, that time for that switch is here and that I do need to do something to figure this out. And I said, well, you know, I'm just going to do it and we'll see where it goes. I mean, we anyway, um, you know, I've made many decisions in my life. Uh, some of them really big decisions at times when people were like really shocked I was making these decisions. Um, so I've been doing things that are outside my comfort zone and I've done that in the past as well. So I said, you know, this is just one more of them and let's see what it brings me and that was that
0: well what you did was you like you said you went outside your comfort zone and you made a decision and when I used the word courage to describe you a few days ago you said well it wasn't courage because I was terrified I said no that's exactly why it's courage courage is only courage when it is outside your comfort zone comfort zone And the only way to do it is like you said, you just make a decision. And sometimes I say, and then you go puke because you're still afraid. You just made the decision and now you're on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. And decision means to, from the Latin, like cut away, to cut away all options, but one. And that's what you did. And it wasn't comfortable Mm -hmm. and they usually aren't comfortable. But then I think the thing that really makes, makes you able to do this is somewhere down the line, you started making difficult decisions. And you saw that something on the other side of it was worth stepping out your comfort zone. (laughs) And I'm guessing that not all of your decisions necessarily might have gone the way you wanted to. Yeah. But you had enough experience knowing that you only grow when you make a decision. Yeah. And so for you, that was worth the pain of deciding. That's right. And you you, you still didn't intellectually know exactly what this program was. Yeah, even
1: after we started, it took me like maybe 10 days to really figure it out. After <laughs> I do like first half of module one, like three times. <laughs>
0: Module One is a life changer. I just talked to our friend in um, the member from South Africa. And she said, "Denise, is it okay that I've been in Module One for five weeks?" And I said, "Yes, because if you master that, you can do anything because mm-hmm. that's where we change you from the inside out. All that stuff that you were just describing goes away. So I mean, it doesn't go away. We always we always have fear because that's the operating system our brains are built on. But now we can manage the fear. We can like, oh, I see you." yeah, I see that for what it is. And boom, we switch back to a better frequency. And you know me and the emotional frequencies. I got it right here just in case we need it. This is David Hawkins' brilliant, brilliant model about the emotional frequencies. And fear is all the way down here. In He literally calls this the suffering region. Mm -hmm. Fear makes us suffer. And then we make decisions to not decide something because that's a decision. That's decision for status quo. So basically, when people don't make scary decisions, they're deciding to choose suffering.
1: Yeah. You say this now, I'm like, okay, But at that point, I was just like, I don't know what this This is going to bring for me and what it's going to do to me. And I'm just going to run with it. Yeah. Because I just didn't want to be where I am, where I was.
0: Yeah. And let's face it, while you were doing the module one stuff, you had some important stuff happen at work. I mean, one of them, one of the biggest biggest things was you got a new boss. Mm-hmm. and I believe anyways, I'll let you describe it. But um who is not like you and doesn't look like you, Let's put it that way. And then mm-hmm. all the stuff that comes from that. and how is that person going to see me and all this. So while you were changing your state to one of true confidence, you were also, Getting influence strategies to go, and, and even that. So you you just tell me what is what has changed for you now. Both you started to talk about personally, but both personally and professionally, what has changed for you on the inside and the outside?
1: Yeah. So um, I mean, I think it's still an ongoing process. I feel I'm nowhere close to having learned what's what you have to offer. But I can see some real noticeable changes professionally. Let's say, on on the whole, both personally and professionally, I'm able to look at things more objectively. So I can actually—it's almost like I'm stepping aside from is outside of a situation and look at it objectively and figure out how I feel about it, and then make more informed decisions whether that's a decision that I'm going to sort of make right away or put it off, but I'm not doing it based on impulse and emotion. So I think that's both personally and professionally, it's affected me alike. Uh, Professionally, yes, I've had some changing circumstances. Um, I have uh, my my work structure is really complex. I have multiple reporting structures and I have a new boss uh, who's coming in and only popped into the office one day, um, and I had like a really limited time to sort of have a conversation with him, but I wanted to, had already at that stage um, put out there, you know, what work styles work, what work approaches have worked well for us in the past, um, and actually sort of give him an objective view of what I think based on from my experience will be beneficial for us to do. And that is on the background that he has already received feedback from different people that may have been conflicting. So I was able to work through um, the STEER model that's in one of the modules that you have. And I felt that working through it, putting it down on paper, helped me really think clearly and therefore articulate what I wanted to say in a neutral, non-threatening manner. Uh, to someone who completely comes from a different background. And myself, I'm an immigrant and a new immigrant at that. And so I was able to really work through that conversation in a way that even though the ultimate conversation with him was not like a super formal one where we had like our work process or plan in front of us, it was almost like we were having an informal conversation, but with a really well-structured uh you know, con- uh, well-structured um, agenda. And, and that, I think, was for me a huge plus. So that's one example of how it's, you know, I was able to apply some of the things that I've learned. Um, and I do feel that um, now when I look at a certain situation, I'm able to not personalize it and actually just analyze the facts. And put myself in someone else's shoe and it's um it's a work in progress it's not there fully yet but i'm really happy that i'm able to do what i did and this was one good example of it otherwise i i know that i would have panicked and i put i would have put too much pressure on myself saying you know i have this limited time this first conversation with this person and i need to make a good impression i need to show them you know what i know how i work and and i i realized by doing this, that that's also something that will require time. I can only put in X number of things in one conversation. So I did not jam it up with like a hundred things
0: because it was all racing
1: through my mind. So I think that was like, a, that was one of the achievements that I had.
0: It's so huge. You got calm, you got clear. And in your first conversation with somebody where even though he had had conflicting information from what you were going to give him, you got through. And this is one of my favorite things to do is help women, especially immigrant women who don't or African-American women who are not immigrants but still affected by bias, break through the bias and get heard and get respected. And the earlier you do it, the better, because you can change your reputation. You can. But it's so much easier to do it from the beginning. And now, instead of being pigeonholed, you are now seen as a trusted advisor. Like, oh, wait. I wonder what Jeannie thinks I got to go to her um, I hope so. <laughs> and it's huge. And you went from, so of course, this kind of situation is going to make anybody nervous. And I remember on the call when you were describing it, you were nervous, right? And you could, he- I could hear it. And I'm like, Oh, just go do this steer. Just go put your thoughts in the model and send it to me. And you didn't even hardly need my help just with the model. You, you were pretty clean in it. <laughs> So again it's something about you being able to be maybe it's just because you'd had a little time with it but um being able to step back be analytical and tease things out but you barely needed my help after that you were able to go and have the conversation just from working the model right yeah that's right yeah
1: and and it's uh it's it's a really unique situation because i was flying in the dark uh i did not i don't i still don't know how this person might react to things in the future i have no experience working with this person whatsoever so i was going on a lot of presumptions and just my understanding of what was important at that point in time but i would have had to do this anyway and doing it this way makes me feel a bit more confident um because i think at least i said the right things and nothing that would have offended this person
0: so this was this is has this has definitely given me huge comfort so now you have reputation. Now you get to build relationships. So you'll go into the module on doing that and you can have that interview, you know, that more social interview with him to find out what he cares about. So the next time you can be even more targeted, um, mm-hmm. but but you've, you've started in a place that's beautiful that you need to, so you have that gravitas and that respect that you deserve. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So <laughs> what, what advice would you give to other people who you know, I I want to go back to something. I want to go back to something you said about um, being a new immigrant. I was thinking about the people who have come back after taking a break, after saying, yes, I want to do your program. Now, yours was not an intentional break, right? So Mm -hmm. yours was an extreme break. But other people have asked, okay, Denise, I know I need to do this, but I still have this rule that I need to sleep on it. And I know that I'm never going to see that person again because of what the brain does. And they may not have uh, the courage you have, and they might may not have the muscle memory of making decisions in the past that were hard. But there have only been three out of like more than 100, probably conversations I've had where somebody said they had to sleep on it or go talk to their husband or something like that. There have only been three who came back. You were one of them. And again, we can't even hardly count you, but you were so extreme. So you were one of them, the most special one that came back. And then the other two I realized were also immigrants another woman from India and another woman from China. And I'm wondering something you said about making brave decisions in the past, courageous decisions in the past, tough decisions in the past. You use the word tough, I think, or hard decisions. I'm using the word courageous. But I wonder if immigrants who have immigrated to a different country, left their families and all that, I wonder for them, this is like, not that big of a deal compared to decisions they've made in the past. And if North American women haven't had to take risks like that, I don't know, is this, this is a speculation. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Well, I guess, yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, there are different kinds of immigration, right? I mean, some people are definitely leaving behind very difficult circumstances. And if they had like a choice, they probably would not move away and they'd be very happy being where they were. And in like my case, and I think it's also in the case of probably different be- women from my circumstance where, you know, you you are in a comfortable position where you were. I was in a good job. I was doing well at my job. I was, I knew everything around it. I didn't have to figure anything new I was on a good roll and um, I made this decision to move, not because I was coming here to study or, you know, it's just a natural progression in life. I was leaving behind a very comfortable lifestyle. And I wanted to do this just to see what else there is to explore here. And just to, you know, I mean, there were some other aspects that made me move, but the very immediate... Uh, life situation for me was very comfortable. So when I made this decision to move, many people asked me, why would you move now when everything is going so well for you here? Like, I mean, why uproot yourself when you don't really need to? And so this was like an internal turmoil. You know, I had to ask myself this question many times. I mean, I had to come here. I have to start from scratch. And in my own country, I mean, even though I have gender related issues, I would have to deal with, but at least I know what I'm looking at. You know what I'm faced with, um whereas here I would I did not know what that would be like, and so that was already really I mean it was like well, as you say it was a courage, courageous decision. So you know I I do feel that when someone has already dealt with that and you've already sort of made justifications to yourself and you know uh, you've you've had difficult or let's say hard thoughts that you've had to sort of uh, you know, respond to, then, you know, this feels like, okay, this is something that I can handle. I mean, it's still in my control. I think the, the question of, like, anxiety comes because there is an investment associated with it of time, money, uh, and everything. And I believe that people who are in the state are already anxious of whether they're feeling safe and secure and going after this means you have to part with something to gain something and that's so you know whether that's worth it or not is the question that you ask yourself so yes yeah, so I do feel that like people with like an immigration background have already had uh, challenging discussions with themselves and so therefore this makes it well I mean It's only you that's sort of like benefiting from this, whatever the outcome of it will be, or losing from this. Whereas when you made the move from your country, you were giving up friends, family, familiarity of surroundings, of culture, um, all of it to start off somewhere completely new. So, you know, this, this is by comparison, it's just something that either you gain or lose. So it's not that much more,
0: that much harder no, this is small compared to that. Right. And, and I love how, you know, when we started talking about this, I was thinking you made a decision to move away from pain and maybe you did, but you're and the brain only cares about two things, moving away from pain or moving toward pleasure. Mm -hmm. And the first decision you made to, to move out of your country was an even harder decision because you're moving away from not, no pain. Mm-hmm. you were just moving towards growth, yeah. which for most of us is pleasure, but it was, you didn't know for sure. But yeah. so that takes way more courage than moving away from pain. Because if, you know, if, if you're know if you in a bad situation, your ha- it's like your hands on a hot burner. your brain's gonna tell you, okay, get that off. But otherwise your brain's gonna be trying to pull you to the status quo. No, you got your family here, you've got your, your reputation here, you're making good money, you're living a good lifestyle. But you were growth mindset oriented, and for me, that's really exciting. I mean, I don't care if somebody's moving away from pain or toward growth because you you got to move, distance yourself from the pain in order to grow. But I think that's just one more thing that makes you special. And as a result, you have moved away from the pain as well. Yeah. Because now things that used to make you anxious, you're just like, oh wait, I just have this model. I do this thing. I. I you know, have genuine confidence and belief in myself. I just need a strategy. Just need to think mm-hmm. this through. Ah, all right. I am so happy for you. Anything that I missed? Any, anything that you wanted to share that I might have missed? Uh
1: No, I think you asked me really, I mean, questions that I will again go back and reflect myself, I guess. But also to say that, I mean, we're all, we're constantly taking risks, all of us. Um, so Whatever direction we move in, there's something that we're risking. So, if we, if if it's a if it's a risk that might give you something uh, that's good for you, that could be not just from a career perspective, but just from a um, you know self assurance, um, mental health perspective, uh, confidence perspective, something that could give you comfort,
0: then it's worth taking it. Awesome. I'm so glad. I'm so blessed that you said yes. And you get to be with me forever because it's a lifetime membership. <laughs> so um, so don't worry about speeding through the rest of it. But I know you're just going to rock it anyways. So thank, <laughs> thank you, you for being here and for sharing your wisdom. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll have a chat at the end of the program and see what else has changed. But this has been really a gift. So I thank you. Thank
1: you as well. I'm really happy that I chose to go this way. I am
0: too. And I am too. If you want, we could do something weird here. Mm-hmm. And that is, so David Hawkins figured this out using kinesiology, which is the brain's intelligence in the muscles and the ability to give a yes-no answer. And then once he did it, he calibrated it. They, made some other equipment to help calibrate the frequencies and things like that, because you can measure the emotional vibration, the frequency of emotions. But first he just started with the whole yes, no, asking the body, yes, no, yes, no, to see where the body was. And I have this pendulum developed by Joseph Baj, who's a physicist who's now passed away, and it can tell us yes, no on things. So I've never used this on a video. I've never used this on a Zoom like this. And so it's a little bit risky, but assuming I'm centered, if you want, we could try and figure out roughly on average where you are vibrating as a human being. Now, would you like to do it? (laughs) Okay. So I'm just curious, where do you think you were in the beginning? Like, because I read it. I read a paper recently that said 98% of people are offering are operating in the suffering zone most of the time.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And yeah, I'll, I'll ask you and then we'll talk about the tipping point of courage. So, what do you think? I think I was
1: 100%
0: at fear and a little
1: bit, and not a little bit, quite a bit also on guilt.
0: Okay. Wow. <laughs> Those are heavy. Those are, they're, they're so heavy. They're literally heavy. They're slow moving vibrations, which means they're heavy and they get stuck. And they get stuck literally in, in the body and in inflammation. Do you know? And I think I've asked you this, and you said no, you didn't know. But do you know where in your body you store the the painful emotions, like in your heart, gut? Do you know?
1: I, I mean, I know we had this conversation, and I think it changes for me. But also, since we had that conversation, I'm trying to take more notice, and I think it's it's in
0: my heart, like in my chest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and I have the same um, enneagram type, and our type has a particular difficulty assessing where things are in the body and we just live in the head so but with practice you're already starting to do it you're already starting to figure it out mine is also in my heart um, which is a pretty common place but a lot of people have this painful um heaviness in in their gut a lot of people do that and some of them in their throat okay so you are at guilt which is only beat by shame in terms of its awfulness to your state your mind your body uh and and fear and all the way up here, the tipping point into expansiveness, out of suffering, into uh, getting by and, and higher mm-hmm. is courage. That's the tipping point. That's what Hawkins found was once you get to courage, like you made that decision, boom, then the rest is accessible to you. But mm-hmm. it's really hard to reach courage from way down here at fear. You made this huge leap. You made this huge leap because you had the desire, desires right above fear you had the desire to get better. Okay, so we're assessing that you were down here. And if you had to guess, where do you think you are now? We got um, the third highest region is from courage to reason. And then above that is love. Love and gratitude are the next tipping point into the highest level of emotions. What, well, yeah.
1: Um, I think I'm, well, definitely more courageous, but also, Um, neutrality and working my way towards acceptance I think that's where that's where I'm at I still have points in time when I'm you know not sure anxious and so on but I think that's where I'm at
0: okay you're also radiating something more than that to me but we'll see should we see Okay. First, we're just going to ask if we can even do this. You have to ask permission of the whatever to see if you can do this. It's all all energy. It's all energy. So I'm going to say, and then can you, can you, Oh, I want you to be able to see this. Okay. So can I show me a yes. Okay. My yes is when it's coming directly at you. Can you see that? Yeah. Show me a no. Okay. So that's no for me. Horizontal. Okay. Okay. Okay, can I, may I, should I ask what Jeannie's vibrational frequency is? Okay, we can ask. So I have to ask yes, no questions. So I'm just gonna ask, is she at a frequency above courage? Yes. Is she at a frequency above willingness? Yes. Is she at a frequency above acceptance? Yes. Is she at a frequency above reason? Yes, is she at a frequency above love? Yes, is she at a frequency above joy? Is she at joy? This is putting you at joy. Wow, did not even realize that. Are you kidding? (laughs) You are radiating your smile, (laughs) your face. I was sensing, I'm not I'm not saying this is your permanent mood. Yeah, ah, just at the moment, yes. Well, again, it could be at the moment. It could be at the moment. But I sensed that you were, and just from my interactions with you, you always come with joy. Okay. You're always, you're beaming. Anyway, so congratulations. You went from grief. I mean, you went from guilt and fear to joy. Now, of course, fear is going to come up. And guilt will sometimes come up, but you're like, I know what to do with these. (laughs) You know, when you think should about yourself, which causes guilt, you'd be like, wait a minute. I didn't do anything wrong. What what is this? You you know how to handle it now. Mm -hmm. Okay, that was fun. (laughs) um... Six weeks when we took you from suffering to flow, baby. (laughs) That's pretty cool. All right. Thank you for playing. No, we did not just do a seance, people. (laughs) Look it up. (laughs) David Hawkins, Power versus Force Um, and Letting Go. Let's not forget that book. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure. I look forward to seeing you later this week. Yep. Likewise. Take care. We hope you enjoyed this episode. My team and I love seeing your comments. So please keep sharing how these episodes help you. And we deeply appreciate your five star ratings. If you want more tools to help you become the best version of you, check out our Work Life Brilliance website for classes and free resources. And if you're a talented female professional who is ready to trade suffering for satisfaction and ease, so you turn self doubt into true confidence while you learn badass influence skills to get the career success you want. If that's you, book a free strategy call now. This is with me, this is live, this is private, and this is super helpful. These spots go fast. So book now with this URL, go.oncehub.com slash poweryoursuccess. We will put that link in the show notes, but again, it's go.oncehub.com slash poweryoursuccess. Thank you for listening. I look forward to chatting with you and have a brilliant day.